Hey y'all, Eves here. Today's episode contains not just one, but two nuggets of history. Consider it a double feature. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that uncovers history one day at a time. The day was February 11th, 1916. Anarchist and activist Emma Goldman was arrested in New York City for passing out materials on contraception in violation of the Comstock Act. At the time, birth control was considered immoral and still not widely accepted in the United States. And the Comstock Act was a reflection of this sentiment. The 1873 law banned the transportation of so-called obscene, lewd, and or lascivious materials through the mail. And after the law was passed, dozens of states passed their own laws to restrict the dissemination of birth control at the state level. But Goldman believed that women should have access to birth control, and she was no stranger to protest. Emma subscribed to anarchism, which is a philosophy that advocates for the abolition of government and the formation of societies based on voluntary cooperation between individuals and groups. When Goldman immigrated to the United States from Lithuania in 1885, she began working in clothing factories. But she quickly became disillusioned with working conditions, and she drew inspiration from the labor movement. But Goldman's anarchism kicked into high gear after the Haymarket Affair in 1886 and 87, when a labor protest turned riot, caused deaths, and several labor activists were convicted for bombing without proper evidence. Emma became a much-admired lecturer and writer who spoke out on anarchism and social issues, like women's rights. Goldman moved to New York City in 1889, And while she was there, she worked as a nurse and midwife for poor people in the Lower East Side. She saw women who couldn't support children resort to inducing their own abortions. Soon, Emma began working to increase public knowledge of and access to birth control. She believed that laws barring access to birth control needed to be struck down because contraception was essential to women achieving sexual, social, and economic freedom. Goldman began smuggling birth control into the U.S., and she started lecturing on women's rights to bodily autonomy and contraception. Activist and nurse Margaret Sanger and Emma got to know each other in New York, and Emma's advocacy influenced Margaret to work for what she once called family limitation, even though their relationship eventually soured. In 1915 and into 1916, Goldman went on tour to give a series of lectures, including some where she explained the necessity of contraception. The lectures on contraception drew out huge crowds, but distributing contraceptives and information on contraceptives was still not legal everywhere. So on February 11, 1916, Goldman was arrested for her birth control lecture that she had given the previous week. She was released on $500 bail that day. 
a few days after she was arrested, Goldman told the press the following in a letter. When a law has outgrown time and necessity, it must go. And the only way to get rid of the law is to awaken the public to the fact that it has outlived its purpose. And that is precisely what I have been doing and mean to do in the future. Emma hoped her protest could help move the needle on progressive birth control legislation. She went on to say this in the letter. While I am not particularly anxious to go to jail, I should yet be glad to do so. If thereby I can add my might to the importance of birth control and the wiping off our antiquated law upon the statute. But after her trial on April 20th, she was convicted and was imprisoned in the Queens County Penitentiary for 15 days. On May 5th, more than 3,500 people gathered at Carnegie Hall in New York to celebrate Goldman's release. And at that meeting, literature on birth control was distributed. Emma did not stop promoting birth control. And she continued to speak out on issues like marriage, prisons, sexuality, and public school education. She was deported to Russia in 1919 and lived the rest of her life in various countries around the world. Emma died in 1940 in Canada. And though birth control is still a hotly debated topic in U.S. politics today, Goldman's promotion of contraception as a necessity greatly contributed to the birth control movement in America. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can subscribe to This Day in History class on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Come back tomorrow for another tidbit from history. Hi everyone, I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History class, a podcast where we rip out a page from the history books every day. The day was February 11th, 1938. The BBC aired the first known science fiction television program, an adaptation of part of the play R.U.R., R.U.R. stands for Rossum's Universal Robots. It's a science fiction play by Czech writer Karel Čapik, written in 1920 and first performed in Prague in 1921. The play popularized the word robot, though robots in the play are not how we think of them today. The word robot comes from the Czech word robata, which means forced labor. The robots in R.U.R. are not mechanical. They are living beings with artificial flesh and blood. Chapik himself was dismayed by the mechanical and chemical weapons used in World War I, and he did not see the progression of technology as a wholly positive force. In the play, a scientist named Rossum figures out how to make artificial people, and he opens a factory to produce these robots. By the time the play takes place, these robots are popular around the world. They are cheap and make production way less expensive. 
A man named Doman is the general manager of RUR, the company that makes the robots. RUR wants the robots to replace humans in the workforce. While the robots at first seem like they are subject to the whims of humans, they begin to rebel all over the world. They imprison people and murder some of the higher-ups at RUR. In the epilogue, almost all humans have been killed, and robots have taken over the world. The play was popular in Prague, so it was translated into many languages, including English, and shown in England and the U.S. Once the play made it to the U.S. in 1922, it had its critics and fans. But just two years after the BBC started its regular service of TV broadcasts, the BBC showed a 35-minute-long adaptation of the play. It aired on February 11, 1938, at 3.20 p.m. It featured Derek Bond, Harvey Braben, and William Leon Brown. The Radio Times, a British magazine that provided radio and television listings, said the play was one that, quote, should lend itself very well indeed to television from the point of view of effects. A 90-minute version of the play was broadcast in 1948. No known recordings of either program exist. I'm Eve Shefcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you've seen any good history memes lately, you can send them to us on social media at T-D-I-H-C podcast. And you can send your thoughts or comments to us at this day at iHeartMedia.com. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We'll see you again tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.